Welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista along with web evangelist Nathan Jones. And it's great to be here with everyone. We're transmitting live from the Aventura Hollandale area studio. Our lines will be open for questions or comments. The phone number is 305-992-9537. The lines are open. You're more than welcome to call in or text in your questions or your comments. Today's subject matter will be that of famines and earthquakes, Matthew 24, 7 and Luke 21, 11. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity to read your word, to share it with others. Please speak to us. Tell us what you want us to know. And thank you, Lord, that you give us a preview of what the future is so we can get our hearts and our lives ready for you today. In your precious and wonderful name, amen. Amen. Again, you tune in to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we talk about the subject matter, famines, earthquakes. And of course, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information at calvaryaventura.com or on Facebook on JN832. Before we continue, I want to welcome my special guest, Nathan Jones, to our program. Nathan, it's a pleasure to have you on again. Oh, always a pleasure for me, Pastor Vic. Thank you so much. You know, Nathan, it's such a privilege to be able to do these programs with you. And man, I look forward to them because the weeks go so fast. I can't believe we were on last week already. <laughs> Where does the time go? I mean, it just absolutely flies. And of course, Nathan, I'd want to thank you also for the incredible job that you have been doing in terms of the programs and also posting them on the blogs. Can you share with us a little more information where individuals might be able to get a hold of that material? Certainly. Uh, I'm the web minister and associate evangelist for Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry proclaiming the soon return of Jesus Christ. Dr. David Reagan, the founder, and I are when all here at Lamb and Lion Ministries are just excited about the Lord's soon return. We read the Bible and see the signs around us are saying that that's going to come soon. So this ministry is dedicated to teaching people about Jesus Christ. You can find our information at lamblion, that's L-A-M-B-L-I-O-N.com. And on our website, you can find all sorts of great articles on Bible prophecy, our television show, Christ and Prophecy, which is broadcast on 15 different networks all around the world. And uh, you can also check out our blog for a daily dose of Bible prophecy, our Facebook group, and other social uh, networks. And then you can also sign up for our newsletter. Excellent, Nathan. Thank you so much. And of course, those that are tuned in to TWave.TV and watching us via TWave casting, uh, you can see there, of course, uh, the Lamb and Lion information, their website, and just some wonderful resources for you to take advantage of. So, Nathan, very excited to see what God is going to do also in today's program. You've been taking us, Nathan, through this incredible journey of the signs of the times uh, through Matthew chapter 24 and the parallel passages in Luke. And last week, uh, you talked to us regarding wars in Matthew 24, verse 6. And uh, I wanted to ask you, Nathan, if you might be able to read that verse and maybe recap for us a little bit regarding wars there in Matthew 24, 6. Okay, certainly. Well, Jesus and his disciples are at the temple, and uh, they're just the disciples are just, you know, ooing and aahing, their mouths are hanging open. They're so amazed at the temple. It's the religious heart of Israel at the time. And uh, these are, you know, poor fishermen and and other trades, and they've never seen a building or so much magnificence before. And then Jesus all of a sudden says, you see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. And so you can imagine that the apostles' mouths are hanging open, and matter of fact, it took them all the way till they walked across the Kidron Valley to the Mount of Olives, where they were able to say, 
Lord, uh, what is this? What, what are you talking about? And <clears throat> actually, they asked Jesus three questions. They asked him, when will this temple fall? When will that happen? What will be the sign of the end of the age? And then the third question they asked is, what will be the sign of Jesus' coming? And so Jesus answered each of those. Now, each question has a different time period associated with Like, when will the temple fall? Well, we know the Romans destroyed the temple in 70 A.D. Exactly. So what were the signs leading up to the fall of the temple? The second question, what will be the signs of the end of the age? That's the end of the church age. That's where we are at right now, the end of this age, and just before the rapture of the church. And then the third question, what will be the sign of Jesus' coming, refers to Jesus' second coming at the end of a seven-year tribulation that's coming on the earth. Now, each of the signs that Jesus gives, uh, they, they precede each of these three questions, but the closer we get to the second coming, the more frequent and more intense that they happen. So they start out, they're just a few, but as we get closer and closer, like birth pains, the closer to Jesus' birth, in other words, the second coming, then all these signs will culminate, and they'll just be all over the place. Now, we covered two signs over the last few weeks, and the first one was false teachers, false messiahs, that they would be all over the place. And man, with 500 cults in the United States alone, we are just drowning in false teachers and false prophets. Incredible. And the second one that we discussed was wars and rumors of wars, and certainly we're living in a time of tremendous war. Everyone always worried about some attack. Right. 38 wars going on right now, millions and millions of people killed, and uh, so the Lord said those would become more frequently and more intense the closer we got to Jesus' return. Mm. And now we're up to, to verse 7, where it says in Matthew 24, For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Wow. Four signs right there. I mean, that's amazing. And Nathan, you gave us some incredible statistics last week, and I, will, I, I totally got it wrong on your quiz about, <laughs> how many, about how many people got killed during wars. I mean, you told me it was something like, what, 100 million, something to that extent? Oh, uh, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, brother, but uh, <laughs> I think most people underestimate how many people died in just the 20th century, and statistics show between 160 to 187 million people died through all the wars throughout the 20th century. And the 21st century, it, seems, it already appears to be bloodier than that. And so, yes, I mean, there's always been war, but they get more frequent, more intense, and the death toll higher the closer we get to Jesus' return. Amazing. Nathan, thank you so much for that, because I tell you, it's really very eye-opening to see uh, when we look in the context of history and we see these signs, these are just becoming more and more super signs in a sense. And of course, Nathan, you were taking us through this incredible journey there in Matthew 24, the parallel passage in Luke chapter 21. And as you read for us there, Matthew chapter 24, verse 7. And then the parallel passage that we're actually going to be touching on today is Luke 21, 11, where it says there will be great earthquakes, uh, famines, pestilence in various places, and fearful events in in and great signs from heaven. And in this sequence, we see there in Luke 21 that it's earthquakes. And of course, we see that there's a great rumbling going on across the world. Can you talk to us regarding the signs of the earthquakes? Well, uh, like you said, Matthew 24 and then, of course, Luke 21 and Mark 13 are all have parallel passages. And <clears throat> because the apostles were listening and they were writing from their point of view, some of them put them in different order. But all the signs are, are equal in each right. parallel passage. So. 
uh, I, I followed Luke 21 and did earthquakes. Uh, normally pestilence would come first if you read Mar Matthew 24. But uh, earthquakes is, is definitely a sign that we would be increasing more frequently and more intense the closer we got to Jesus. Now, for the first question where the apostles asked about when would the temple fall, well, before 70 A.D., there would be quite a number of signs of earthquakes. Matter of fact, uh, when Jesus was on crucified, uh, Matthew 27 tells us that there was a earthquake, a tremendous earthquake. Matter of fact, it was so big the dead rise from the from the graves. You know? Amazing. They were walking around Jerusalem. Uh, the crucifixion. There was a huge earthquake there when Jesus was resurrected. Matthew 28 too said there was a violent earthquake that that shook the the whole place, and so. They had earthquakes there. As Paul and Silas were traveling uh, and sharing the gospel throughout uh, Asia Minor, they get to Philippi, and Acts 16.26 tells us that a violent earthquake formed that the foundations of the prison that were in were shaken, and at once yes. all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. So there was earthquakes there. In fact, the town of Laodicea, which we read about in Revelation chapter 3, in 60 to 61 A.D., it was destroyed by a violent earthquake and quickly rebuilt. And the town of Colossae, where we get Colossians, it was destroyed by earthquakes so many times that eventually the people just abandoned it. They're like, well, we're not <laughs> going to build a city here again because it keeps getting leveled. So wow. there quite a lot of earthquakes happening before the fall of the temple, but they would be nothing compared to the closer to the end of this age and then the end of the tribulation. And you know, Nathan, that's amazing because one of the things also that you pointed out was in Matthew 28 in the crucifixion. And there, I mean, this, this is also a, a, a passage that is very interesting in Matthew 28, uh, there 51, where it says, Then behold, uh, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked and the rocks were split. And the graves were open, and it says that many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And uh, coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and, and appeared to many. So this was an incredible passage, uh, uh, and this was all due to this earthquake, right? Yes, it was another sign that uh, God gave the people to, ex to believe that Jesus was the Messiah. You know, even the the centurion, while he was watching Jesus being crucified and seeing that the the sky went dark for three hours and the violent earthquake, he saw those signs and he responded to them. He's like, surely this must be the Christ. And that's important that we look at the signs that God's given us in the Bible to talk about right. the end times here, like in Matthew 24 and Luke 21, and we too respond to those signs that we uh, see them around there and we get our hearts ready for the return of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. That is amazing. And Nathan, of course, you know, and of course, like you mentioned, as the time draws closer, we're going to see uh, these statistics grow, uh, even in, in our time, right? And in, in, uh, we've seen also an increase uh, in, in just amazing ways. Every time you turn on the news, like every year, it seems there's more things coming our way. Well, as we get to the answer, the sign about what will be the signs at the end of the age, and with Jesus culminating that with the rapture of the Church, the taking up of believers in Christ up to heaven before the seven-year tribulation comes, and the statistics do prove that the earthquakes are coming more frequently and more intense. Uh, a British charity named Oxfam analyzed a bunch of data that the Red Cross and UN gave, and they said there's been a four times percent, uh, excuse me, four times increase wow. in the last 20 years of earthquakes. Uh, matter of fact, there's uh, about 500 major earthquakes now a year. That just back in 2006, there was only 240, in 1980, only 60. So 
we went from 60 to 240 to 500 just in the last 25 years. That's incredible. Incredible. And Nathan, of course, and, and that's nothing to say regarding the news. Uh, even just two weeks ago or last week, we had major earthquake in California, another one in Chile, right? Oh, I, I like to frequently go to the um, there's a, a website, the USGS, the United States uh, it's a Geological Survey site. You can go there and they have this great interface that tells you about all the earthquakes that are are coming around the world and they've got a map and they pinpoint them and they also show you like how much they're on the Richter scale and usually if you get a 5.0 earthquake or greater that's a tremendous earthquake now remember when an earthquake happens for each point it goes up it's an exponential curve so it's not like it's a, a stairs where you get one and then a level two and a level three like it's going up a stairs but it's an exponential curve where uh, level two is twice the strength of a level one the level three is is three times the strength of a level two. So the, as you go up this Richter scale up into the nines, they get more and more intense. And we're seeing just in the last 20 years how level fives and more are coming more frequently and more intensely. Matter of fact, I'm on that site right now and just today, and these are where you usually see large earthquakes. Uh, New Chalcedonia had a 5.0 today. Uh, Indonesia experienced a 5.6. Uh, a few places actually in Indonesia a 6.2, Mexico had a 4.6, Wow! Uh, yesterday Tonga had a 4.9, Costa Rica had a 4.6, uh, and uh, Western Indian Ar Antarctic Ridge a 5.0. I mean, these are coming more frequently and more intense, and Jesus said that would happen the closer we got to his return. And Nathan, of course, and these statistics are right now. This is not like something in the future. This is something that people can actually literally go to this website and see this sign right before us. Yeah, just go to the USGS website. It's uh, earthquakes.usgs.gov, and they keep track of all the earthquakes there. And uh, like uh, the UN and the Red Cross and all, they're reporting that earthquakes are coming more frequently and more intensely. Um, <clears throat> matter of fact, uh, between 1995 and 2004, there's been a 70% increase in earthquakes, resulting in 254 million people affected by earthquakes each year. Wow. Nathan, so and, and that's why, you know, individuals are don't understand the reality of what's really going on. And I think you mentioned, you know, uh, so many people are also being affected per year, right, Be, by these earthquakes. Oh, 174 million people were affected by earthquakes between 85 and 94. And uh, that's now increased to 254 million. So it's a, almost double. A quarter of a billion people live with some earthquake uh, affecting them. And uh, it's just, it's terrible to think about. And matter of fact, earthquakes, Pastor Vic, are popping up in places where they've never been before. Like, take for instance, we're down here in uh, Dallas, Texas, right. just north of us in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, <laughs> which is not even on a fault line, is experiencing endless series of 1 and 2.0 earthquakes. Wow. And they're like, why are we getting earthquakes? We're not even on a fault line. And it's, Nathan, it's scary because we're in Florida and it's flatland here, right? And according to the Bible, we're going to get earthquakes also. Yeah, you're going to sink into the sea, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank the Lord we won't be here, right, Nathan? Because we know that the rapture is going to happen first. Exactly. You know, matter of fact, when you talk about water, it reminds me of the tsunami. Do you remember the tsunami yeah. back on March 11, 2011? Yes. It was a 9.0 magnitude earthquake. I mean, that is super rare that you get something that powerful, but it was underwater. It's 133-foot high tidal wave 
which is one of the most five most powerful ever recorded. And when it swept over northern Japan, it created $235 billion in damage. It killed 15,854 people, injured almost 27,000 others. People were missing. Buildings collapsed. I mean, it was a tremendous disaster. Uh, you probably are familiar with the nuclear reactors there in Japan, and a lot of them started going critical because of that. And when we have earthquakes like that, it, it does more than just shatter buildings. You can get tsunamis, and uh, then, of course, the repercussions, like, say, these nuclear reactors, which are still to this day spewing radiation into the water systems, which are going across the Pacific and are reaching California and all. So there are tremendous uh, interruptions in power grids and services, and when you have no power or no services, uh, people start running out of food and they get desperate and crime goes up. And so earthquakes are creating major, major social problems. And, you know, Nathan, talking about that, that tsunami, uh, that underground earthquake, and I remember uh, that you said that there was actually a shift on the ground. And when you look at it from a satellite picture, I mean, it really looks incredible, uh, the devastation. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the wall of water that just started spreading over Japan, erasing highways and farm fields and burying whole cities, Matter of fact, uh, if I remember correctly, it actually moved one of the Japanese islands a few inches. The earth moved that much. Now, that's and amazing. Japan is still trying to pull out from it. You know, Nathan, I, I was born in the Dominican Republic. We immigrated here around 1976, uh, 77, around there. And can you imagine an earthquake that big, the whole Dominican Republic, along with Haiti and everyone else would have been gone? Wow. Yeah, I mean, you're not kidding. Oh, Haiti was just a few years ago. And it leveled most of their towns there. It was probably one of the biggest disasters in the last five years. As a matter of fact, I believe you and I, uh, I had a radio program discussing it a few years back. Yes, Nathan. As a matter of fact, we did. And, and actually, individuals can still uh, get a hold of that program if they need to by getting hold of us. But it's just amazing. Nathan, also, Japan, right? Uh, 2011, uh, an, another incredible uh, earthquake. Yeah, I mean, that was the, the 9.0 that uh, created the tsunami and... Japan is still reeling from it today. That's incredible. And Nathan, of course, and, and the Bible speaks about also uh, prophetic earthquakes, right? I mean, this is just what we're beginning to see is going to extend uh, onward towards the future. Yes. Uh, once the rapture of the church happens and the church is out of here, we're not done with the earthquakes. Again, they'll come more frequently and more intensely the closer we get to Jesus' return at the end of the seven-year tribulation. Uh, there's four prophetic earthquakes that are coming up. You know, and I know that you mentioned before also in terms of, uh, you know, Gog, Magog, and some other uh, events that are also going to create some incredible earthquake. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, when I say Gog and Magog, there is a war coming, which Ezekiel 38 and 39 calls the Gog-Magog War. It is the probably of any of the prophetic wars in the Bible, even more than Armageddon, the Gog-Magog War is given more detail than any of the others. So we know a lot of details about this coming war. And it's a war where Russia leads a coalition of Iran and uh, all the Stan nations and Turkey and Libya and most of North Africa against Israel. And it's a tremendous push to destroy Israel. It says that Russia, led by a, an entity called Gog, whether that's a person or a demon, uh, wants the spoils of Israel. Israel will uh, defeat its neighbors around it, which we read in Psalm 83. 
It'll have to defeat its hostile neighbors around it, and it grows bigger and stronger, and with its gas and resources, Israel starts becoming more of a world power. Uh, Russia doesn't want that, and so it forms this coalition. It goes down to destroy Israel, and Israel is like, even with one of the most powerful armies in the world, they don't stand a chance against this united Islamic and Russian front. Wow. And we read in this, it's amazing, is it's that God steps back into human history, and he destroys the armies by infighting, by fire from the sky, and it says he, he sends fire on their nations and destroy the nations. So picture a world where ah. Russia and Islam is no longer really a world player anymore. That time is coming, but one of the ways God destroys those armies is with a tremendous earthquake. In mm. Ezekiel 38, 19 through 28, uh, 3, we read a great earthquake in the land of Israel. Mountains will be overturned. The cliffs will crumble, and every wall will fall to the ground. Wow. So, now, the Gog-Magog battle could happen in the tribulation or just before the tribulation. The Bible doesn't tell us, but it's clearly a future event that's related to the tribulation, and it'll be an earthquake so incredible in the land of Israel that the mountains of Israel will be overturned, the cliffs will crumble, and the armies attacking Israel will be swallowed up by this earthquake. That is incredible. You know, Nathan, that is just amazing. I'm sure someone tuned in, they're probably freaking out and saying, Man, what is going on? But listen, we want to encourage you and say to you this, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we believe the rapture will take place first. We will be out of here, right, Nathan? So we won't even feel Amen. the shaking. Amen. Uh, you know, there will be continue to be earthquakes. We'll continue to have to suffer through different trials and tribulations. But the tribulation, the one major event where God will bring his wrath upon this world for seven years, that's still future, and that's not for the church to experience. When I say the church, I mean, if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, you're part of the universal church. That's right. Church that will be raptured up to heaven. That is amazing. Again, you are tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the subject matter of earthquakes. The lines will remain open. The local number is 305-992-9537. 305-992-9537. You can call us in or text in your questions or your comments. Also, if you're watching us via social media, you can also participate as well. So, Nathan, again, this is incredible. You know, there's just so much in the Word of God that I know we will have to cover some of it on our second segment of the program. But prophetic earthquakes, you mentioned to us this incredible one that's going to level mountain cities. So basically, Nathan, when we look at the cities today, New York, Chicago, uh, every place that has these major buildings, so you're saying in the future everything is going to be on the ground. Well, I mean, there's four prophetic earthquakes. Uh, we just listed the Gog, Magog one, but the sixth seal judgment and Revelation chapter 6 says a great earthquake will literally bring every mountain down and every island removed from its place. So there will be a, a global earthquake in the 9.0 range that will level the earth at the beginning of that tribulation. And then we read a third one where these two witnesses that God sent us to share the gospel with the world from Jerusalem, and then they're going to have a severe earthquake, and a tenth of Jerusalem will co collapse during that earthquake. And then we get to the end of the tribulation, what's called the Six Bowl Judgment. This is the biggest earthquake that the world has ever experienced. It says no earthquake like it has ever occurred since man has been on the earth. Wow. So tremendous was the great. The great city split into three parts, that's Jerusalem. The cities of the nations, like you just listed, uh, Chicago, Miami, collapsed. 
every island fled away. In other words, Hawaii might sink into the ocean and uh, the Falklands and all that, and the mountains could not be found. We're talking about how God will take the mountain ranges of the world, like uh, the Appalachians and the Rocky Mountains and all, and flatten them. That's how bad the earthquakes are going to be around the world, so that the topography of the world by the end of the tribulation will be unrecognizable compared to today's maps. That's amazing. And of course, that all, that's all part of God's plan leading into the millennium. Of course, we're going to see some beautiful uh, things that God is going to do. But prior to that, Nathan, I mean, it's just a catastrophe. Uh, uh, these are great signs of the times. I mean, I, I really believe, Nathan, that every year, every time we turn on the news, we, we just see more intensity with these earthquakes, right? And it will keep on going. And if anyone's listening in and they see the earthquakes around and they're wondering why are they increasing more frequently and more intensely, because Jesus said they would. Like yes. birth pains, they would frequently and more intensely come the closer to his return. And so you got to ask yourself, how are you going to respond to that? You see the signs around you. You know that Jesus has come. Is your heart ready with Jesus Christ? Have you prepared your life to live with him forever or to be separate from him forever? you got to make that decision real soon. You know, Nathan, that's a great point. And of course, we only have a few more minutes to this program. And we always love to end with an encouraging message of hope uh, for anyone that is tuned in that maybe, again, uh, you, you, you don't have a relationship with the Lord. And Nathan, I oftentimes love to ask you if you would uh, maybe share with someone how they can begin that relationship with the Lord, a prayer that they could pray, uh, anything to encourage them? Certainly. Lord has given us so much he loved us so much. He created us, and but we are separated him from our sin. Our sin is rebellion against God. Our our hearts don't want God in our lives. We want to do it on our own. But as our lives, so you look at your life, you realize we can't really do it on our own very well. We need Jesus Christ. But to have eternal life, we need to have that rebellion forgiven. Now the sentence is death on us for our rebellion against God. So God sent His only Son, Jesus Christ, the perfect God and man to die on the cross for your sins. And when we believe in Jesus as our Savior, when we put our faith and trust in Him and ask for forgiveness of our sins, He'll forgive them. He'll save us. The death penalty is taken off us, and we know we can live forever with Him in heaven. Mm. So we just need to accept that in our hearts by praying, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And He promises to forgive us of our sins and give us a whole new life. Mm. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Nathan, for those wonderful words of encouragement. We also want to thank everyone for tuning in for today's program. And remember, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Nathan, thank you so much for being part of this uh, first edition of the program, man. And thank you for just those wonderful insights that you gave to us. Great blessing. Thanks for having me on, Pastor Vic. Amen. Again, you tuned in to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we've been talking about earthquakes, famines, and of course, we will be right back in our second edition. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for Just tear it off. 
You are listening to T-Wave, Calvary Chapel Spanish Radio. Jones. We're transmitting live from the Aventura Hollandale area studio. So we ask that you keep us in prayer for today's program. Of course, our lines will be open for those of you who would like to be part of the program. Our local phone number is 305-992-9537. 305-992-9537. We would love for you to call in with your questions or your comments. And you can also text in at your questions or comments onto us. And of course, our subject matter for today will be that of the signs of the times as we talk about earthquakes. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. Lord, teach us what you want us to know about the end times and how to prepare our hearts and our lives to, Lord, be ready for your return and to live with you forever. Thank you for Pastor Vic and T-Wave and all the people there, Lord, who want to bring the gospel to the world. And we pray for everyone listening, and Lord, that they will be blessed by your words. In your precious and wonderful name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Nathan. Again, you're tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, to talk about the topic of earthquake signs of the times. Today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel, Aventura, and The Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information at calvaryaventura.com on Facebook or JN832. And of course, we've been going through these incredible super signs of these last days. And Nathan, I want to thank you once again for joining us for this program. Man, it's been so incredible, educational for myself and for those tuned into the program, as you have been opening up to us these incredible signs of the times. And of course, Nathan, maybe someone wasn't tuned into our previous program and i wanted to see maybe you could recap for us a little bit regarding the signs of the earthquakes certainly well we've been reading about what jesus said in matthew 24 and parallel in luke 21 and mark 13 about the end times now the apostles had three questions of jesus they want to know when the temple would fall because jesus had told them that not one stone would be left upon another and we know that happened in 70 a.d Right. And then they asked him, what will be the signs of the end of the age? In other words, when Jesus returns to rapture the church to heaven, what will be the signs that will tell us that's coming soon? And then the third question they asked is, what will be the sign of Jesus' coming, his second coming at the end of the seven-year tribulation? And so Jesus answered each of the three questions by telling them ten different signs. Now, the signs, the closer we got to Jesus' second coming, would come more frequently and more intensely and more painfully, yes. like birth pains. You know, I, I myself haven't given birth, but my wife has three times. <laughs> and each time, you know, the, the birth pains, they start slowly and they're far apart. But as you get closer and closer to the baby born, they become, they become more frequent and more intense. And then the baby is born. And Jesus says these signs become more frequent and intense, just like birth pains, before his return. And we're seeing that today in a number of the signs he gave us. Uh, we talked about, over the last few weeks, false teachers, false messiahs. And with 500 cults just in the United States Amazing. alone, yeah, I mean, there's false teachers and false prophets everywhere. Wars and rumors of wars, wars would increase more frequently and more intensely and more bigger death toll. And we're 38 wars going on right now, almost 187 million people killed just in the 20th century alone from war. And then in this first segment, we talked about earthquakes, how earthquakes are coming more frequently and more intensely. The 
closer we get to Jesus' return, culminating in four of the most powerful earthquakes the world will ever know, which will happen during the tribulation. Nathan, that is just incredible. And of course, you know, you're talking about like birth pains. I just saw, uh, actually yesterday, I made my way over to one of the local hospitals here as one of the sisters from our ministry just had a baby. And uh, wow. we, were, we were waiting for this all week long, anticipating, okay, when is this going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't really know for sure. I mean, it's, it's like that. We don't know when Jesus is going to come at the rapture. He compares it to being like a thief. You know, if we knew when a thief was going to show up our house, we'd be ready, right? Our guns would be pointed, <laughs> the police would be ready, we're, you know. But it's not like that. Jesus said that, that he would come like a thief. In other words, we wouldn't know when to expect him at the rapture. Now, at the end of the tribulation, there's exactly seven years, so you can know to the day when Jesus returns for that. But when he comes at the rapture, we don't know. So, yeah, it's like birthing. You're not sure. You can't say, well, my child will be born at exactly 2.05 p.m. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. But we could definitely see the, the signs of the times. We see the birth pains. We see the, the, the when it's a, a mom in her case, of course, you know, the ninth month or so are coming close. And that's exactly what you're telling us, Nathan. We are seeing these signs, earthquakes. You talked to us uh, earlier uh, regarding some prophetic uh, signs that we will see. We read there in Matthew chapter 24, verse 7, for nations will rise against nations, kingdom against kingdoms. There will be famines, pestilence earthquakes in various places and of course you took us to Luke uh, there the parallel passage and then you talked to us about some prophetic uh, earth earthquakes such as those uh, in Ezekiel uh, and you took us through history and can you continue to share with us about those prophetic earthquakes nation Nathan certainly certainly now the uh, there's four earthquakes that would happen during the tribulation now this is the seven years of God's wrath upon the earth it's gonna be the worst time in all of human history the church, those who have accepted Jesus as Savior, won't be there for it, although there will be people who, after the rapture, will accept Jesus as Savior. And the earth will experience what's called the Gog and Magog earthquake. It's an earthquake that will happen when Russia, Iran, Turkey, Libya, and, and the Stan nations turn against Israel and just try to destroy them as a nation. And we read in Ezekiel 38 how a great earthquake will happen in the land of Israel. The mountains will be overturned, the cliffs will crumble, and every wall will fall from the ground. And God will destroy Russia's armies. He'll destroy uh, Iran's armies and all those nations that come against Israel. And we also read a second earthquake that will come near the beginning of the tribulation. It's called the Sixth Seal Judgment. There's 21 judgments God's going to bring upon the earth and the Sixth Seal Judgment talks about a great earthquake where every mountain right. will collapse and every island will be moved from its places. So this will be a tremendous earthquake that will level most of the world. Then we got in the middle of the tribulation, there will be two witnesses from God who will share the gospel from Jerusalem. And during their witnessing time, there will be a severe earthquake in the city of Jerusalem. A tenth of the city will collapse. 7,000, it gives us the number. 7,000 people will be killed in this earthquake, and the survivors, they'll see this earthquake, and they'll give great glory to God because they'll realize God's behind it. I mean, Nathan, 7,000, that's just an incredible number. It's fascinating that here is a prophecy given in, in about 90 to 95 A.D. by God to the Apostle John, and this hasn't even happened yet, but he's already saying 7,000 people will die in this earthquake in Jerusalem. So Bible prophecy is very exact. 
And you know, Nathan, and, and of course, uh, uh, just uh, as a little bit of a sideline, and we know that prophetically this pointed that Israel will once again have to become a nation because they were scattered throughout the world pr prior to, to, uh, uh, to, to these things. One of the most prolific prophecies in all the Bible is about the regathering of Israel. Matter of fact, the, the Bible says the Jews will look upon the regathering of Israel as a nation a second time as even a greater miracle than them being uh, rescued from the Egyptians in the Exodus. And so they will look at this time where all the Jews of the world are going to return to Israel. Matter of fact, at the result of the Gog-Magog earthquake we just talked about, how God overthrows Russia and Islam as it attacks Israel, it says then all the Jews of the world, every one of them, will want to return to Israel. About half the world's Jewry is in Israel right now, That's but the other half primarily is in Aventura, <laughs> up in New York City, in Philadelphia, they're in the United States. And there'll be something that will happen, once that happens, there'll be something inside them that will drive the Jews to want to return back to Israel. I think it's one, they'll see Israel become a great nation. Two, it'll be protected by the Antichrist, who'll make a covenant with them of protection, although he'll break it three and a half years in. And three, and, and this is unfortunate, that the world will, anti-Semitism will rise where the people of the world will hate the Jews so much that they'll have to go back to Israel to find a place of safety and comfort. Amazing, amazing. And that's why as we continue making our way through this incredible uh, prophetic signs, earthquakes, also we know in the time of the tribulation, two witnesses, right, Nathan, there, Revelation 11.6, uh, some other earthquakes. So the last earthquake will be the greatest. As a matter of fact, it even says so. It's the sixth bowl judgment. It's pretty much the end of the seven years. It says, no earthquake like it has ever occurred since man has been on earth. So tremendous was the quake. Now, we read just two earthquakes previously, beginning of the tribulation, that every mountain is flattened and every island removed. We're talking about uh, the Appalachian Mountains, the, the Alps, the Pyrenees, all these different mountains collapsing, the islands, possibly Great Britain, the Falklands, uh, you know, all these different islands sinking into the ocean. But then you get to the end of the tribulation, and it says that the earthquake, there's no earthquake like it has ever occurred since man's been on the earth. Wow. So if we have an earthquake at the beginning of the tribulation, which basically levels the earth, what will this six-bowl judgment earthquake be like if it's even greater than an earthquake that levels the mountains on the earth? No, that's just, uh, I, and that's why the Bible tells us that people's hearts are going to be failing, right, Nathan, uh, when they see these things. Yeah, I mean, they're thinking it's the end of the world, because literally it is as the closer we get to jesus's second coming at the end of the tribulation it's like the last few minutes before the baby's born that's when the wife is screaming at the top of her lungs how much she hates her husband how she's <laughs> gripping him with an iron grip the pain is intense the baby's head is crowning it's about to come out that's the worst of it and when we get to this earthquake at the sixth bowl judgment it'll be like no earthquake ever it'll be the most intense pain People will be dying left and right, and God does this to judge the world for its sin. But like the, when the two witnesses had that earthquake, and it says the survivors were terrified and gave great glory to God of, right. God of heaven, it's the God's trying to get people to wake up. Sometimes yes. you have to shake up a person's life before they give their hearts and lives to him. Nathan, what an incredible point you're making. And that's why we pray that if anyone is tuned in to this program, you know, we pray that they will turn to Christ now while there's still time. And, you know, there are devastating events that happen in people's lives. And sometimes we cause it on ourselves because we, we, we turn our backs on God. 
But the Bible says, you know, that those that God loves, that he chastens, he corrects, he woos them. And sometimes uh, the, the Lord will have to take some extent, uh, extensive measures uh, to get our attention. So, Nathan, that is a great point. Well, that's, that's how God works. He's all through human history. His modus operandi isn't just to punish, but it's to get people on their knees asking for repentance. That's right. The way we live our lives is self-destructive, and we need God who is the source of life, to give us real life. But Amen. as long as our sin stands between us and Him, it's not going to happen. So we've got to give our lives to Jesus Christ, accept His free gift of salvation, and be forgiven. Amen. And of course, you're tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about earthquakes. And of course, our lines are still open. We'll keep our lines open. The local number is 305 992 9537-305-992-9537. Text in or call in with any questions or comments. And of course, Nathan, we continue to make our way through these prophetic quakes uh, and other developments occur, right? Well, that was the three of the signs we've covered, false teachers and false messiahs, uh, wars and earthquakes. And then we get up to sign number four, which is famines, terrible famines that will happen upon this earth. Mm. And of course, Nathan, sometimes people, uh, you know, when they, they think of famines, they only think of biblical time. But even in our modern day, uh, we see that there's a lot of famines around the world, right? Oh, exactly. I mean, again, to answer the first question, when will the temple fall? Uh, one of the signs being famines, there would be famines before the temple fall. We can read in Acts 11, verse 27, 28 about a, a, a man named Agabus, and he said, During this time some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them named Agabus stood up and through the Spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world, and this happened during the reign of Claudius Caesar, which was about 41 to 54 A.D. Right. So before the Temple Fall, they did no famine at that time period. But the famines would come more frequently and more intensely the closer we got to our age, answering the second question, what are the signs of the end of the age before the rapture? And man, I gotta tell you, we live very well in the West. When you read the statistics about famine in the world, it is just heartbreaking. Yes, and of course, Nathan, and that's why here in the U.S. we are blessed because, I mean, everywhere you turn, we can just go to a McDonald's, right? <laughs> There's. <Yeah. laughs> Wow, okay. <laughs> I mean, here in, uh, in my area, we have Publix, uh, which are super Walmarts and Kmart, right? Uh, so any, uh, any type of food that you want, you can just get it uh, across the street. So when we talk about famine, to many, it's like a foreign thing, but it's going to happen. Well, the world's experienced tremendous famines just in the 20th century. I mean, if you look at the Great Chinese Famine that happened in China between 1959 and 61, 43 million people starved to death. I mean, that's a colossal number. In Russia in 1921, 5 million people died. Uh, during World War II, another million Russians starved to death. In 1974, another million and a half. In Ethiopia, if you remember back in 84 and 85, there was so much talk about the Ethiopian famine. 400,000 men, women, and children starved to death. In 96, North Korea experienced a famine where three and a half million people starved. So there was tremendous famine in the 20th century. But you know, Pastor Vic, it's even worse in the 21st century. Amazing. And Nathan, that's, that's just incredible statistics. And I'm sure many people don't even know about this. So therefore, they really don't think that this is, these are signs that are happening in our time. We're really isolated in the West. Like you said, uh, 
I'm sitting here with a bag of chocolate-covered cranberries. I mean, where do you get that in the world, you know? We are really blessed, I think, because our country-based society on Judeo-Christian values, on God's law, and though we're pulling away from it, the Lord has continues to, to give blessings because there's believers in Christ here. But you read in the 21st century, man, Bread for the World reports that there are 17 famines going on in the world right now, in Myanmar, in Malawi, North Korea, East Africa, Kenya, and Somalia. That right now there is 925 million, million, almost a billion people go hungry every day. Uh, you know, every day, almost 16,000 16, children die from hunger-related causes, which makes it one child every five seconds. Just in the last minute you and I have talked, wow. that's 12 children have died from starvation. That's incredible. And you know, Nathan, this is one of those things that is just, uh, you know, we're also hopefully in one of our next programs, we'll talk about also pestilence. And that's also something that per, per day uh, are affecting our world. Uh, but people, because they don't seem to see it regularly, they think it's not happening. But you're telling us on the 21st century, 17 uh, famines and uh, the death, incredible. Yeah, and that's just in the last, this was 2014. So just in the last 14 years, we're talking about 925 million people going hungry, 1.4 billion people, a quarter of the world's population, live in extreme poverty. Exactly. And then with the recessions and the droughts that are going on in the world, especially in California, it's really hitting the food market really hard. I, you probably gone in the grocery store and noticed food prices have doubled in most oh. areas. Don't get me started, Nathan, because my <laughs> wife, <laughs> she does the food shopping. And that is one thing that she gets a little bit irate when eggs keep just going up the simple basic staples of life. Yeah, I mean, when you could buy an onion that used to be for a quarter and then 75, <laughs> now it's fifty for a, an onion. It's like, what? But that adds up. And when you raise the food prices like that, it pushes people who are just making ends meet down into poverty. You know, by 2010, it have pushed 100 to 150 million people below the poverty line. That's incredible. Nathan, I'm originally from the Dominican Republic. I was born there, and we do a lot of missions trips there. And, uh, you know, we go to these villages and these places, and you really start to see the reality of how other people are living, you know? But we're shielded here in the U.S. We're really blessed. But I wonder if our blessings are coming near to an end. Mm. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the the drought in California, but it's getting so bad now that even well water is running out. And California is the breadbasket of the United States. We get so much of our fruit and vegetables from there. And there, most of California was desert, and then they turned it into a very bountiful area, except, of course, the San Fernando Valley was always very bountiful. But now they're talking about not just a drought, they're calling it the super drought or a mega drought, where the food will not be coming from there anymore which will mean that our resources, ability to get the food that we, we need, will continue to diminish. Now, this will be nothing compared to what during the tribulation. Again, more frequent, more intense, more painful. And during the tribulation, as we read there in uh, Revelation chapter 6, it tells us that a fourth of the earth is going to die from the third and fourth seal judgments. In other words, after the wars happen, There'll be great and tremendous wars during the tribulation. It'll destroy the food chains, you know, our, our, the way we get food. Uh, when you level a, a plant that makes, you know, processes chicken, you're not getting chicken. When you right. destroy the supply chains of the ships, you're not getting shipped in food anymore. Uh, when the stores are destroyed, when crops are swallowed up by earthquakes, things like that that the tribulation says will happen, 
it destroys the way people get food and starvation will be a tremendous problem during the tribulation to the point where a fourth of the world will die of starvation wow and of course nathan that is just amazing and see people don't understand how easily our food chain can get interrupted and it's almost like here in south florida we have a lot of hurricanes and as soon as there's a hurricane threat uh try to find some food uh in the shelves of your local supermarket it's not there you know i've never had to experience a hurricane but i remember seeing hurricane katrina back in 2005 on the news and they showed a walmart and within like hours Literally, like you said, every scrap of food food was missing from their shelves. People ran in there, they bought it all, and they were showing empty shelf after empty shelf in a Walmart where you couldn't get food anymore. And we take for granted the fact that we can go anywhere and get food. But imagine cutting the supply chains off. Within days, right. our shelves would be empty. And Nathan, of course, and, and think about it. You have a mom there that maybe just has a, a newborn baby, right? and uh, food, milk, the basic things, uh, and that can happen to us really uh, at any point, uh, 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 pointing us to these incredible signs that the Bible is talking about. It's happening all over the world. We just, here in the West, we've got such a great supply chain. Praise the Lord for a good economy based on values that make us productive, but at the same time, you destroy these the supply chains through the global wars and earthquakes that will happen during the tribulation, and you've cut off people's ability to get food. You know, I don't know about you, brother, but I'm a suburbanite, and I don't have a yard big enough to grow, uh, <laughs> grow food, much less wait the three, four months it takes to grow. I'd be in deep, deep trouble. So we know this, this time is coming where severe famine will come upon the world, resulting along with the pestilence that we read about, and we'll, I guess, discuss in a future date, that is going to cause a quarter of the world population, that's one and a half billion people about, to That's die right. from starvation. You know, Nathan, I live close to the Everglades. I guess I have to start hunting some alligators, and I'll outlive you maybe a day or two. Well, I've had alligators. It's good eating. But <laughs> I don't want to joke about this. I mean, I, again, brother, I don't think that you and I can really grasp right. what it's like to not have food. I mean, we're in our 40s. We've known what it's like to have food. I can go anywhere and get food and more food than, matter of fact americans are so obese we've got so much food we don't know what to do with it all right and yet it, it's almost impossible to imagine there not being food out there but that's what the bible says will happen is that during the tribulation there will be such tremendous famine that a quarter of the world population will starve to death and that's that's just it's beyond my ability to understand but for many people on the earth they're like yeah i understand that i only get one meal a day and you know that and that's why uh, we're not making light of the situation. Not at all. Because the, really, it is a very, very serious thing. And what we're hoping is that anyone that is tuned into the program will recognize that this is what the world is preparing for. This is what we're seeing to start happening. But the hope is, like you've been pointing us, Nathan, it's the rapture of the church. But there's going to be millions of people that are going to be left behind and they're going to have to experience, and that's why we need to get on it now to start telling our loved ones about Jesus, right? To offer them hope, because once this takes place, with well, the disaster that is coming is going to be unbelievable. It, it will. There's so many people holding out that don't want to give their lives to Jesus. They want to hold on to the, their sin. Their, they just want to live their own lives, whatever they want, forget God's law, forget the fact that their decisions are hurting themselves and those around them and even killing them, right. and certainly killing them forever. And but there, there is a time of judgment coming. The Bible is very specific. It gives us tremendous detail. 
It even gives us signs that Jesus wants us to know that this is coming so that we can prepare. So it's very important that we get our hearts right with Jesus Christ, that we surrender our lives to him. We ask for, in repentance, ask for forgiveness of our sins so that we can be made right with God and that we can inherit those blessings of forgiveness and eternal life. That's right. You know, we all have loved ones, Nathan, that still don't know the Lord. And I think uh, the encouragement is that we all need to see the urgency uh, of uh, telling people about the Lord, our neighbors, our friends, people at school, wherever you might be, uh, because really the only hope for the future uh, is, is Jesus Christ and that uh, we need to be ready uh, to receive him. And, uh, of course, we never know when the rapture is going to take place, but we see these signs of the times. And that's why we always like to encourage you, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, Nathan and I always love to uh, encourage you to come to a relationship with the Lord now while there's still time. And, Nathan, maybe for someone who wasn't tuned into our previous program, I would love for you to once again share with them how they can begin their relationship with the Lord. The Lord loves you so much. I mean, God is trying to get humanity redeemed, in other words, forgiven uh, of their sin, forgiven of the punishment of death, and he did, went so far out of his way that he sent his only son, his perfect son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross in our place. And then when we accept Jesus as Savior, if we ask him to forgive us of our sins and be our Lord, then we no longer stand condemned before God, because Jesus, the perfect person, died for us who are imperfect. And when we accept Jesus, our sins are forgiven, we've got a whole new life in Him, and we inherit the promises of the rapture of the church, of living with Jesus forever in heaven, and uh, all the wonders that that entails. So it's so important that you give your life to Jesus Christ. Oh, amen. And of course, for those of you that are in need of prayer as well, lines will remain open. The local number is 305-992-9537. 305 305-992-9537. And we would love to uh, get your prayer request. Call us, text us. If the lines are busy, you can always leave us a message, and we will be here to serve you. Nathan, again, incredible uh, program. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me on. It's a great pleasure. May you have a wonderful day, Nathan. And, of course, thank you all for tuning in to The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones. May the Lord bless you all, and have a wonderful day.